You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Make sure you check out the Glebe Central Pub right in the heart of the Glebe. Great food, awesome drinks, and the atmosphere to match. They've also got the Send Shuttle for just $17 to and from the CTC. You can get your tickets at GlebeCentralPub.com. Funny enough, the first time we ever rode the Glebe Central Pub Shuttle was to go to a Sens-Habs game before the postcast was even a twinkle in our eye. And the Sens have beat the Habs from then through now. Eight straight wins the Sens get over Montreal tonight. It was 4-1 in the Montreal Arena. The fans left early. It was a beautiful sight, and we're here to break it all down. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller and Pilsey. We got to start with Shane Pinto. Not only the goal, which I would like you to walk me through, but the reaction of his teammates, just unreal. Yeah, what a moment for Pinto. I mean, only in two games, he's got an assist and a goal. Like, great start for Shane Pinto to come back here. And look, he's got the helmet right now. He better pass it to Claude Giroux after that pass he received on that goal. Like, that would be the proper return there because when you're able to time a bank pass from behind your own net to spring a guy in stride at the other blue line, and then he buries it like Shane Pinto did. That's one. Honestly, Ross, the assist is just as good or maybe even better than the goal by Claude Giroux. But the moment is Shane Pinto's, and that's got to be a good feeling. You mentioned it. He does very well up against the Montreal Canadiens. It was a levy lock. On FanDuel, Shane Pinto scoring. His mom was in the building. So just an all-time moment for a guy that deserves uh, some good karma here. That's Send Central citizen, Kathy Pinto. Big fan of the show. We're a fan of the Pinto family as well. <laughs> and how about the in- interview at second intermission? Claire Hanna was on fire tonight, too. Her st- as her, always. Her start of the period stories, the Artem Zub. The, she did an interview with Artem Zub's mom through Google Translate on their phone. Unreal. And the story saying that she loves the smiles of Canadian. We'll get to that later. But Claire Hannon in the interview with Shane Pinto. Pinto's thanking everyone, thanking the cameraman, thanking Claire. I thought he was going to thank us personally at home for enjoying what we got to see from Shane Pinto. He's now up to six points, four goals in six games against the Montreal Canadiens. And man, you just, it was out, out of sight, out of mind for a while. But what Shane Pinto adds to this group is really remarkable. He brings a confidence. He brings like, a bit of energy it feels like and I mean he was one of many he also pushes Ridley Gregg to the wing and and what does Ridley Gregg do off a set face-off play bangs home a rebound he got the boys going tonight and then it was 42 seconds later in the first period that Jake Sanderson just ripped one post and in after you know Tim Stutzla starts with a great three-on-two rush then Artem Zub passes it back up but that's 2020 vision right there, Pilsy. The 2020 draft tonight just came through early. And once they're up 2-0, I mean, there were some some valleys a little bit. Start of the third period obviously didn't go Ottawa's way. And uh, they ultimately give up one goal. But, man, when you're able to get out to a 2-0 lead on the road, we should mention, too, first back-to-back road wins of the season for the Ottawa Senators. Golf clap there. Golf clap for the yeah. Ottawa Senators. Yeah. But, um, let, let's move to this part, unless you have a thought on the, the first two goals and then I've got the next topic dialed in. Yeah. I mean, I want to give some stick taps, some serious stick taps to really Greg on that first goal because, well, I'll pull it back even farther. This, 
goal starts with Matthew Joseph, actually, the play before, because Joseph does a really good job shorthanded, uses his speed like we always kind of give him credit for, and he just rips a shot on Allen, but he does it in a way that Allen has to hold, and there's a face-off. When you're killing a penalty, that's a nice little feather in your cap. You know, you got the face-off in the O-zone while you're killing a penalty. They got the power play. Then the Sens win that uh, draw. Branny, low one-timer. And Ridley Gregg has the hockey IQ not to just be like, ooh, I got the rebound in front of the slot or in the slot. I'm just going to do what I can, try to jam it away. He holds on, lets Jake Allen bite and make that move, and then tucks it around a sprawling goalie there. Like, that's the kind of play, Ross, that that's a vet play because he has to make that decision really quickly and he has to pull wide enough that Allen doesn't get a piece of it and he buries it. So all around... That's an impressive play from the Ottawa Senators, a team that's struggling to kill penalties. Well, too bad it's not the PWHL, Ross, because that would have been a jailbreaker goal for the Ottawa Senators. It certainly would have. And stay tuned tomorrow. Alex Adams from the Hockey News will join us to discuss the PWHL Ottawa game. We're also going to have a boots on the ground report from a Sen Central citizen. Yes. Sabarin's going to come on the show tomorrow. We're recording it actually later tonight. So stay tuned for that one to drop around noon tomorrow. I put out the poll on YouTube, though, Pilsy. Here we go. Who should get the Ottawa Fire Helmet from Shane Pinto? Is it going to be Ridley Gregg? Is it going to be Claude Giroux? Is it going to be Eunice Corpusallo? Or you can comment in for other. We'll check back on the results from that a little later on in the postcast when we get to our Sense Central standouts presented by the Glebe Central Pub. But tonight, Shane Pinto scores his first goal of the season. And now the Ottawa Senators improve to 35-5 and when Shane Pinto records at least a point all time. That is Really remarkable stuff right there. And the Senators are now out of the basement in the Eastern Conference. Now there is a bit of an asterisk. The Columbus Blue Jackets are playing Edmonton right now. 1-1 after the first period. But points in four straight, I think, is really what we should be picking up on right now. The Ottawa Senators are 3-0-1 in their last four games. But one thing that really stood out, When's the last time you've seen an owner of a National Hockey League team or an owner of a pro sports team sitting front row at the glass with his family? Yeah, and this was a key game to win with Michael Anlauer front and center. I mean, you want to stick it to the Habs extra with him there, but he's, like you mentioned, on the glass. Uh, They mentioned in the broadcast that when he was a minority owner of the Habs, those were his seats. He wanted to be close to the action. So this is kind of his send-off to being a Habs owner. And he said he's not going to sit there ever again. He's he's weaning off the Habs, as you could tell. There's still a bit of uh, nostalgia there for him. But he's going full sends now, especially Ross. Why would he ever have any feelings for the Habs when the Sens just beat up on them every single time? Eight straight wins here. They're making it look easy with tonight's 4-1 win. Can they give the helmets to the moms? That's a great question that Eric asks. Why not? But when it comes to Michael Anlauer, yeah, it was a nice send-off. Kind of strange, I think, that those were the seats he wanted. Just saying. I feel like those aren't the best seats. No, yeah, weird spot. But, I mean, if you want to be in on the action, and I'm sure seats on the glass in the the Bell Center are are pretty expensive and sought after. So that's that's what he likes, I guess. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, enough about the owner. How about the guys on the ice, including Eunice Corpusallo? I felt like Cole Caulfield was the only Hab that really had any chances tonight. Yeah. But man, he stood tall. A couple of glove saves going post to post. And now I'm starting to think that it's the Senators' structure that's allowing the goaltenders to shine a bit better because Corpusallo, man, he was very controlled tonight, more than I've ever seen him consistently. Well, Ross, I'm trying to remember, when did they make the switch from Zach Burke to Justin Peters? Because I feel like that that was like within, what, a week or so? And it, it was before, has looked a lot better since. It was before the Colorado game. So right when the things, it was after the Colorado game, the things turned. Obviously, things didn't go well in that third period, five unanswered, including, including the second period. But uh, yeah, I remember that was the first game because they were like, oh, kind of, you know, he gets hired and then the goalie he's been working with all year gets the immediate start. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. True, true. So, I mean, since then, Corp Sal has the first win up, up against the Habs, a solid game up against the Winnipeg Jets, and now another win up against the Habs. Three of his best games all year really so clearly or maybe it's just a coincidence but there has been an improvement in goaltending since that uh move with the, uh, the goalie coach there but there's also been an improvement just overall for the ottawa senators right like in their own Big end they're, they're playing great and yeah Eunice corpus Al in his last three games he's 2-0-1 with a 935 save yeah. percentage and a 1.63 goals against average or uh, yeah goals against average he's only allowed five goals on 77 shots that's up there near the top of the league um so if he can continue that i mean ottawa is going to be in a lot better shape going forward yeah that's the thing like if they can get just average goaltending from uniscorp sal and hopefully uh mads if he's sticking around a little while longer here while forsberg is out this team can do a lot of good things like you you saw it there and ross the Ability for them to get the momentum goals. We already talked about it. The first two goals, 41 seconds apart. Like, I really felt that that put a dagger in Habs fans. And we'll get uh, our buddy Stuart Sabrin's opinion on that, what the building was like when that second goal happened so quickly. But that really silenced things. And you could see Habs fans kind of like shaking their head and just like, what is going on here? This, this bad, this quick. So that was a big moment for the Ottawa Senators and to be able to put teams away they need to find ways to carry that momentum and get a couple quick ones without letting the Habs interrupt their uh, goals so you love to see that in the first period first period also we mentioned two goals in 42 seconds by the Ottawa Senators also the best chance for Montreal was a two-on-one where Brendan Gallagher kept in shot but JBD huge block for JBD um, we're gonna get to the power play we have to it, it's struggling Big time. Yep. Both teams, though, went 0 for 5 on the power play tonight. Ottawa had a 5-on-3 look, and they're trying things out there. You saw Claude Giroux was tapping his helmet, trying to look like a quarterback. I thought he was going to start yeah. yelling, Omaha. <laughs> yeah, and start making trades. Nice. Um, start making making moves. And look, that play worked. It was a little switcheroo, down low, bumper play, and, and up. And it's, uh, it's nice to see a little bit of traction on the power play because in the first period, like th they were bad. They were straight up bad on the power play, but as bad as they were, Montreal was worse. Montreal had five yeah. power plays and what? Only like a couple shots on goal on their power plays. I can actually pull that up. Plus right allowing now. a shorty. And they allowed a shorty. Yeah. And I mean, that's a story for another day. Yeah. Only three shots on five power plays for Montreal. Whereas for Ottawa, they, they only had three shots on, on their power plays as well. So I guess I'm speaking out of turn with that one. So just two awful power play uh, teams going head to head. 
um, in tonight's game. So look, Justin saying who noticed Chikrin shutting down, um, shutting down Arbor Jacki from starting anything with the captain. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that later. I don't think Arbor Jacki deserves first segment treatment on this show. He was a complete non-factor in this game. So was Brendan Gallagher outside of that one chance that I just mentioned. But I appreciate the comment, Justin. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the postcast. But Pilsy, another moment that I want to ask you about, and it's kind of like, huh, really? I thought that people praised Austin Matthews when he did that super cool stick flip to help his teammate out. Have you ever seen a penalty like Vladimir Tarasenko got tonight where he flipped Brady Kachuk's stick up to help him in the middle of a play? And apparently that's a penalty. Yeah, that was a weird one. I was confused about that. And and, um, I I thought back to that play as well. Like, I thought you were able to do that because we saw it before. But they made like a documentary out of it. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. And of course, Leafs player does it. Documentary sends player straight to jail. Oh, it it led SportsCenter for sure that night. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. So that's I don't know about that one. Me neither. But you know what? Unlike Habs fans, we're not going to worry about the officials. Like in the second period, the penalties were 4 1 Ottawa. And like I even saw, like, there were Habs fans, and there's a couple Twitter accounts where they exclusively talk about the refs. Like they care more about what the refs do than what their own team does. And they were saying that Josh Norris embellished a butt end punch to the chin. To the mouth? <laughs> yeah. Like amazing. It truly is. Uh... It truly is remarkable. They're they're a special breed. And Honestly, I think that there should be a petition to the National Hockey League. The Sens only get to play the Habs three times this year. Yeah. They play everyone else in their division four times. Like that's they're shaving two points off the Sens record. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. That's uh we we can't have that. We need to play the Montreal Canadiens four times in a year. That's eight points. You can just I want to play them COVID. In back pocket. I want to play them COVID amounts. I want to play them True. eight. What was that? 10 times they played against the Habs and they went seven and three, I think. Something like that. Yeah. And and Ross also asterisks the Habs have to wear those oh. terrible baby blue Habs jerseys every oh. time. Oh my goodness. Oh, this is amazing. And I you know what? I yeah, we're just gonna give credit. We're gonna play this. This is Marc Andre Perot uh with TVA. It's a uh, Montreal-based, because we like to have fun on the postcast, right? And it's live. We just want to be with what the people and, here? and celebrating. No, no, Pilsy, you're absolutely going to love this. It's a 30-second video. We're going to react to it as things develop here. Shout out to uh, Marc-Andre Perot for this amazing video in the bowels of the arena as the uh, Sens moms are having a little hoop dance. <laughs> what What is going on here? Ross is we were doing this at your wedding is this the hurrah the horror the horror yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that everyone's just having a grand old time and they should (laughs) yeah absolutely and dancing queens was playing in the background says our guy eric so you know what the sends moms they're feeling good after tonight's game and they should. And Troy's saying it's a ritual to summon Sen's victory. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh no, you know how you know what you'd be playing? Ole, 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 ole. Yep. Ole, ole. We'll get to our Sen Central standouts and check in with the chat. And up next, but first we gotta tell you the postcast. It's always brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. 
check out the Glebe Central Pub wherever, <laughs> wherever you are in Ottawa. You're never too far from the Glebe Central Pub, right in the heart of the Glebe. And when you get there, make sure you go get the food, get the chicken wings, get the chicken wrap, get the, the nachos were delicious. We had that before the last time we took the Send Shuttle. It is always good vibes at the Glebe Central Pub. They've also got live events, live music. They just released their calendar. You can go check that out on their Instagram, Glebe Central Pub, and their website, GlebeCentralPub.com. That's where you can get tickets to the Send Shuttle as well. The Send Shuttle runs for $17. You won't find a better deal than that, and you're going to and from the game with a bunch of Sens fans. So what's wrong with that? Nothing, I tell you. Nothing at all. Sue drives you there. Sue gets you back to the Glebe Central Pub. So check them out. 779 Bank Street. The vibes are free at the GCP, so make sure you get there today to the Glebe Central Pub. And when you go, make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. The postcast is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Guys, if you want to see for yourself how overrated the Bell Center is and be the first to wave au revoir to the Habs fans leaving to beat the traffic early, well, you got to get your tickets on Game Time because Game Time is the spot where you don't have to worry about buying tickets to your next event. They make it easy for you. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy. So maybe you thought you're in the Michael Ann Lauer seats and you're like, eh, I don't really love the view here. You know you won't want those tickets. And all in prices show your total up front. So you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Boom, tickets right on your phone. You love to see that. And the game time guarantee means you always get the best price. In fact, if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time is going to go ahead and credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem code locked on, L O C K E D O N, for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Welcome back to the postcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Pillar, where we vent or vibe. But last little while, the Ottawa Senators have been giving plenty of reasons for optimism. Now, is it too little too late? Yeah, probably. But Mm. still. The Senators have figured out a way to get back-to-back wins on the road. They are now 4-1-1 in their last six games. If they can get this stretch through the All-Star break, if they can get six points, look, the next four games until the All-Star break are tougher opponents. Boston Bruins at home on Thursday. At home against the New York Rangers on Saturday at home to the Nashville Predators on Monday, and then they've got the Detroit Red Wings on the road next Wednesday to close things out. So it's not going to be easy, but if they can get six or seven points out of those eight, then I might go full delusion after the All-Star break. If they can then come back and beat the Leafs, the Leafs keep keep faltering a bit, we could have some, uh, some fun, at least meaningful games. If they can get back to meaningful games territory, I will be considering this not a success, no excuses, okay. playoffs, no excuses. Yes. But I'll be I'll be impressed with the way Jacques Martin has battled back as the head coach of this team. That said, plenty of Sen Central standouts in tonight's game. Before we get to that, just quickly run through as we like to do the goal scorers in tonight's game. Ridley Gregg, 
Jake Sanderson, Shane Pinto, Matthew Joseph. And for Joseph, he's the only player that scored in last game against Montreal and this game. Ottawa had nine different goal scorers out of the 10 goals that were scored over the two games. So pretty impressive stuff there, Pilsy. Your first Sen Central standout presented by the Glebe Central Pub. How many different goal scores for the Habs in those two games? Three? I hmm. uh, don't know. Going to guess three as they had three goals. Um, yeah, I don't think Johnny Kovacevic was scoring last game either. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Are you are you saucing it to me for the first uh, standout here? I'm not saucing it. I'm doing a bank pass from my own end right on your tape. All right. Well, if it's that easy for me, I'm going in for a breakaway and burying backhand, forehand, Deke. Nice shot, beating Jake Allen. I'm taking the low-hanging fruit. I'm going Shane Pinto. Pinner gets a goal in this one. Like I mentioned, two goals back, an assist, or two games back, an assist in first game, and now scores in this one. It was his first goal in 299 days. Shane Pinto wanted that one badly, and he didn't waste much time getting it. But again, that Giroux pass, like, that's it's it's incredible and uh noodles mentioned it like what a snooker type play like the perfect bank hits pinto in stride and that's just a heads up veteran play so i don't want to take too much shine away from pinto my send central standout presented by the glebe central pub but you gotta give the love to Giroux on that one and yeah just seeing shane pinto kind of that his smile and i feel like his attitude is just infectious and i really think this boost of him coming back has more implications than just his on ice play, which is great. I think it's really going to kind of galvanize this group and let them have a clean slate, try to forget about that first half and just focus on moving forward here. So Pinner, my sense central standout. And Shane Pinto, another decent night in the dot, only took seven faceoffs, but he goes four for seven, good for 57% uh, in this good game. Number. Went four for five against Sean Monahan, and then uh, 0 for two against Jake Evans in his other two draws. So, I mean, he's picking up uh, in the faceoff dot as a righty. That looks good on it as well. Um, just great to see Shane Pinto back. And we should note as well that now the Ottawa Senators have improved once again to 19 is it 19-5 or 19-6-1? Somebody in the chat already had it here for us. We keep stacking up wins so fast. I'm having trouble getting these back and uh, and forth because it's the Tim Stutzla, uh, Tim Stutzla, Josh Norris, and um, Shane Pinto. When the they're all Trinity. in the same lineup, the, the record is just unreal. And as I pull it up here, yes, the Ottawa Senators have now improved once again to 18-8-1 when those three are all in the lineup. Is it 19-8-1 updated? Yes, because they got back-to-back wins. This was after... Uh, no, this was... Yep, you're right. 19-8-1. Nice. Shout mm, out I think, UC I think underscore sense fans 18. Oh, okay. I think it's 18. We'll, go, we'll have to go back and check the book on that one. But what I can tell you is it's good. It's very good. But it might not be as impressive as 35-5 and five when Shane Pinto gets a point. That, to me, is... <laughs> is really, really exceptional. Uh, my first Sen Central standout is going to be Claude Giroux. So frankly, I should have gone first and snapped it up to you off the wall because that assist for Claude Giroux was his 1,042nd yes. point in the National Hockey League. By the way, his next assist will be the 700th of his career. Claude nice. Giroux, with that point tonight, passed Daniel Sedin into a lone spot at 79th 
on the all-time NHL points list. And um, it's it's kind of a, a battle here with him and him and Joe Pavelski are one point yeah. apart. So we'll see how far those two can move together. It's unfortunate he didn't have four more points tonight or he would have pulled into a tie with uh, Henri, the pocket rocket, uh, Richard. So he's in some great company right now. If he gets what? There's 40 games left in the season, give or take. If he gets like, I don't know, like, I think, well, here, I'll tell you this. He's 23 points away from tying Keith Kachuk on the all-time list. So he's he's among legends he's right now. He's going to hit that, I bet. He's a heck of a player. And how about the uh, the mouthful? It was like it was like he was shaming a kid who, uh, after Arbor Jack, I cross-checked him. He's just like following him to the box. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, Pete, I feel like I was asking that about Arbor Jack, I all game, or asking Martin St. Louis, what are you doing putting Jack guy as the quarterback of your power play unit? That's a weird move, but not a lot of options on that decor. So I guess you just you go with whatever you got available to you. I guess that's all they had available. People asking, where's your helmet, Pillsy? We got to just get it shipped to you because we're going to be in Ottawa in a little bit, but you've got yours waiting for you. I know. Well, we got to get priority on getting back to the nation's capital ross we got to figure out a time to do another glebe central pub game we got to get our boots on the ground record boosted even more ross and i 12 0 and 1 when we go to games together so we got to help get this team some wins so yeah i am i am getting some fomo when you and martian get to put on the helmets because they look so damn good you want to do two cent central standouts glebe central pub i got another one Hit me. All right. My second Send Central standout presented by the Gleep Central Pub. Uh, and I already kind of went through this, so, so I'll keep this one brief. But, I mean, Ridley Gregg this season just continues to amaze me. Like, just when you think it can't get any better, he's the first line center on this team in between Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux. And that line is incredible. And you're thinking, okay, Pinto and North are coming back. There's no way. They move him off center. Okay, they move him off center. He doesn't carry rolls with the punches. He continues to have success. Like, this guy, the versatility, he's killing penalties. He's able to be a first-line center or a winger. You can move him wherever you need. He plays a, a gritty game. He's able to put the puck in the back of the net. He has the hockey IQ to hold on to that rebound and get it around a sprawling Jake Allen. He's an incredible player, and I think we're what we're seeing is just scratching the surface here. And uh, Cause saying, "Does Ridley have a ceiling?" I honestly, I have no clue what Ridley Gregg's ceiling could be. Like, there's there's so many different parts to his game, and he's so early on in his career that it's been great watching him so far. He's so much fun to watch, and I'm excited for what the future holds for number seventy one. I am too. Ridley Gregg, a great Sense Central standout in this game. And he's just been seamless as the transition to the wing for him over the last two games. Two of his better games this season, I would, I could even argue. But, I mean, the games where he was centering, Brady Kachuk, Claude Drew, he was playing really well too. So, for him to kind of raise that bar even more after shifting to the wing and moving down in the lineup a bit, it's incredible. Unreal. For Ridley Gregg and people forget, man, this guy's still super young. Only yeah. a, a, he is a rookie because he played less than 25 games and he is uh, inching his way up the NHL uh, leaderboard. Let's actually take a quick peek. Ridley Gregg among rookies 
in the National Hockey League this year. He is ranked. It's farther uh, down. He's than t- you think, tied for twelfth. Tied for twelfth okay. in in points. But if you sort it by points percentage among players that have played more than ten games, he's all the way up into the top nine so far this season. So um, an impressive start to him. And uh, funny enough, he's actually leading all rookies in plus minus. And when you think of it, how he's playing on a poor team, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Plus sixteen on the season for Ridley Gregg. He's been physical. He's, he's just been a, a delight to watch. So I like that Pillsy. I'm between two guys, but look, we've, we've obviously questioned at times the goaltending on this show, but Eunice Corpus was awesome tonight. He made nice. a couple big saves early. Most impressive for me was his play in the third period early where Montreal had three chances. Sure. One went through him and hit the post. You got to be lucky to be good, but he also had some great glove saves. He was moving well in his crease. Didn't allow many rebound chances. And when they did, they were out of the way a couple times too. And this is more intricate, but when, when Pete, when he was starting to go out and play the puck, there were some times where you could even hear Jake Sanderson and others just call him off and just say, Hey, I got it. And he would go back yeah, in his net. He wasn't it. trying to force anything tonight. So that calm presence really goes a long way with a young team. So I thought Eunice Corpusalo is very, very impressive tonight. Yep. Agreed. Uh, now, this was one of those games where it wasn't the kind of flurry of shots that we see Corpusalo usually do well with. Only 25 shots here and he stops 24 of them. But Ross, for me, the best save of this game for Corpus Allo was that huge glove save. Caulfield, lots of time, rips it high glove, and Corpy just flash the leather. Nice, nice catch, no rebound, shuts that down on uh, Montreal's top sniper. So for me, that was his best save, and he was very consistent tonight. And if he can continue to build some momentum off this, you know, obviously you don't want to see the injury to Forsberg, but. Maybe this is one of those situations, Ross, where Corpus Allo needs to kind of be told, put in a spot where it's like, you're the guy here. Like, obviously, Mads, Mads is there and he's going to be fighting for some time playing in the NHL, but you're getting the big bucks. We're going to be relying on you a lot here. And I think that's kind of put uh, put some responsibility on his shoulders and he's thrived so far. So nice game from Corpy. Hashtag goalie friendly show. Certainly was Corpusalo 24 for 25 tonight, a 960 save percentage. Couple other shout outs I want to give, and thank you to Swanky Pants. Appreciate that. Says the goalie win in his book. Finally, appreciate yeah. that. Also helps when you get out to that two nothing lead as well. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Vladimir Tarasenko for his empty net shift defensively. Montreal pulled the goal goalie early, but man, he bulldozed uh, Matheson at the point to get one clear, got another clear after that. And equally impressive was how he got the puck in a defensive situation. And instead of trying to force it up the wall, which was a probably 50, 50 chance at a clear, he calmly put it back to his defenseman and it was D to D and it was out of the zone. So just a, a veteran play. And it reminded me of what Vladimir Tarasenko said last or two weeks ago before when the team was struggling saying, we need to take pride in making the simple plays that was him practicing what he preached yeah and just another example of him being a a veteran presence on this team so you love to see that and yeah owen mentoring mentioning uh mads sitting in that awkward spot 
Bell Center, we- weird place, in my opinion. Like I respect that, though, for like making it uncomfortable for the opponent. You might notice the Habs goalie is on their bench. No, I don't. I don't like it, Ross. Uh, we're a hashtag goalie friendly show. Like I think San Jose is another one where the goalies sit in the hallway and they put a little monitor on a chair and they used just to be like that for the Islanders it. too. I don't know about their new building. Yeah, I don't respect the goalies. Respect the backup goalies. I I don't like it. All right, Pilsy. Uh, Sanderson saying that LOSP needs to get to a PWHL game. We need to, what we need to do yes. is find a back to back where it's PWHL Ottawa one night, sends the next night, or vice versa, and absolutely get out to that. No question asked. I, I like that one a lot. And uh, yeah, people are saying there's not much room there uh, on the Montreal side. Montreal also has the tunnel that goes right to their dressing room, but the other team has to skate across the ice, which I find funny. It's the same in Winnipeg as well. And how about making our guy, Jacques Martin, walking across the ice there? Come on. Have some respect. Alfie's mullet calls them a poverty team. <laughs> yeah, p- poverty team, divers, rent-free, all those buzzwords they love to use. Sends HQ asks, how do we feel about Jacques and the new system now? I mean, he's getting these guys' attention to detail, tell exactly where I'm, I'm sure as a coach, he's always looking at what can be improved, but... I mean, they, they look organized. I think that's the best compliment I could give them. And we kind of discussed, Ross, that it's going to take time to figure out this big shift going from DJ Smith to uh, Jacques Martin and Daniel Alfredson. So let's hope those growing pains are behind them and they can fully move forward here. Plus, I I said it and I'll say it again. I really do think Shane Pinto being brought into this lineup really kind of uh, loosened things up and allowed the team to feel like it's, it's a fresh start here. You, you, you got essentially a midseason free agent signing here. So those two com- combined things, taking time to learn how to play under a new coach and getting a new guy back on the squad. It's really helped things turn, really helped turn things around here for the centers, at least in this small sample size we've been watching recently. Will Scott asks, what do we need to do to make the power play work? Honestly, I you you talked about it, that kind of set play, Drew doing the tap head, and then everybody knows, okay, swing around and move positions. I want to see Giroux holding the puck a lot more, and I essentially want Giroux to be the quarterback of the power plays because he's able to pivot and have guys cycle because the Senators, they work best when they've got the guy in the bumper, the guy like on, on the half wall, and then the guy beside the net, they need those guys constantly cycling and moving to keep those penalty killers on their toes. I don't like it when they try to just snap force passes through the slot and you hope that it doesn't get broken up and then the guy can't handle the hot pass anyways and it's just kind of clunky. I want to see that trio of guys beside the net constantly be moving in motion and trying to set up for a quick tic-tac-toe uh, one-time play. Yeah, and also I like the move and Matt's, uh, Matt's taking the words right out of my mouth, saying that Timmy on the left side, which is where he was tonight, gives him a quicker opportunity to make a move with the puck when he gets it. Um, he'd been playing on his strong side for too long, but now Giroux's over there. I actually think that the setup of the first unit right now is what I want to see, where it's Brady in front of the net, Drake kind of mixing it up in the middle, making quick little touch plays. And then, or was it Norris actually tonight? It might've been Josh Norris. Norris. Yeah. So it was Norris in that position. And then 
I mean, the triangle up top, Giroux on his strong or on his one-timer side, Stutzel on his one-timer side with Jake Sanderson at the top of the umbrella. So I, I liked how it was set up tonight. I think getting more than three shots on five power plays is going to be a key going forward. Just kind of pepper them on net and, and crash the crease afterwards. And I'm curious how you think about this. Look, a lot of times we see top power play units stay out there for like a minute 30, minute 45. I'm of the mind that like, Get the fresh legs out. Ottawa has so much talent on their second unit. So because of the guys we just mentioned, second unit is Pinto, Batherson, um, well, not Kublik. So it would Chikrin. be Chikrin and Shabbat. And then I'm missing one guy uh, on there as well. Tarasenko. And there you have it. So that that's a pretty good power play unit if you ask me. So I think that it would be good for them not to worry about, you know, staying out there for too long and whatnot. And the other thing is a lot of times, and look, Giroux's a great face-off guy, but he lost a few opening ones. And that's the most important face-off in hockey is the first face-off on a power play. You lose 20 yep. seconds on it if you can't get the initial until you're fully set up again if you lose the face-off. So that happened a couple times tonight. So that could be something where if they dig in a little bit better on that first uh, first face-off, it might improve things. But thanks for the question, Will. Really appreciate that. We're looking forward to hearing from uh, Jacques Martin momentarily. Uh, we'll get you uh, that on our Twitter, at Send Central. We'll retweet that there. Um, however, we are also very excited to have a episode for you with two guests tomorrow we're going to have alex adams on to discuss the pwhl ottawa game tonight they went 3-1 over toronto so sends beat montreal pwhl ottawa beats toronto like that's a great night in the nation's capital no doubt so we'll get alex adams who's at uh, td place arena tonight uh we'll get his thoughts on that tomorrow and stewie sabarin he might be mixing it up in the chat here still he was boots on the ground tonight in montreal and uh, go over to his Twitter or ours at Send Central. We retweeted it. Stewie, amazing. Au revoir les amis revoir. video as all the Habs fans were leaving. That first person perspective, but with the arm sticking out waving, it's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and Timmy loves seeing Habs fans leave early and his own barn at the CTC. I'm sure he loves it just as much, maybe even more, watching them beat the traffic at the Bell Center. Amazing. Amazing. Justin asks with Casty and Hamannick out, what are your thoughts? I mean, for Casty, it's a healthy scratch. Hamannick's out with injury. Dominic Kubelik skated after practice. He's injured, although uh, there was no real play where he was injured. It's just right when Shane Pinto was available to come back, he became Ouchie. injured with a nagging injury. Yeah, he's got the, the ouch. So we are, I'm happy with the lineup right now. Let's put it that way. I'm happy with how the lineup looks. Branny had a great shot on goal that resulted in an assist in his return yep. to the lineup. I don't know, man. They they look good. Like they this looks like the team I thought they would be. But then again, two of these wins are against Montreal. So grain of salt. They stink. Yeah, keep that in mind. Definitely. Uh look, I I like Casty, and I feel like there's so much potential there. He's just He's fighting it. He's not able to fully unleash the true potential that he has, and maybe it's just going to take some time. But also, you got to give stick taps to Zach McEwen. I really feel like he's improved his game a lot since we started uh, the season with him as a senator, and he's really turned things around, and he seems like a guy that uh, also brings good vibes. I mean, East Coaster from PEI, you know he's going to be a good salty there dude, but he seems to be a guy that a lot of players like. I mean, Timmy and him seem to kind of really uh, hit it off as Timmy handed the helmet to him a little while ago. So 
keep it how it's going. I'm I'm okay with how the this lineup is set up. I think it looks great. Any final thoughts on today's show? The Ottawa Senators beat the Montreal Canadiens by a score of four to one. And it's just unfortunate they don't get to play Montreal again anytime soon. The final meeting will be in Ottawa on April 13th. The, it's the final closer. home game of the season for the Ottawa Senators. The stats probably should have gotten to these earlier tonight, but 28 shots on goal for Ottawa, 25 for Montreal. Both teams go 0 for 5 on the power play. Montreal had 29 hits credited to them. Um, sorry, the Pinocchio nose is growing. There's no way they had 29 hits to Ottawa's 14. Block shots, 15 for Ottawa and 13 for Montreal. Yeah, this uh, this is a great performance by your Ottawa Senators on the road, nonetheless, with Michael Anlauer, the new owner on the glass. The moms are there. You get to beat up on the Habs for the second time in less less than seven days. These uh, We get up for these games. We love these rivalries, and Habs fans, they can spin zone till the – they fall over. They're so dizzy, but you get the two wins here and in dominant fashion, both of these games. So we love playing the Montreal Canadiens. Eighth straight win Ooh. against the Montreal Canadiens. Unreal. And yeah, Zach McHugh and Matt Ward pointing out had 31 goals in junior and has a 22 goal season in the AHL, but yeah. sneaky skill that pass that he almost caught Ridley with, with yep. a good opportunity right after his penalty. Unreal. Unreal for the Ottawa Senators uh, in tonight's game. So they beat Montreal, and now the road gets a little harder as the Senators head home to start a three-game homestand Thursday against the Boston Bruins, Saturday the New York Rangers, and then Monday against the Nashville Predators. If you look after the All-Star break, though, Pilsy, they've got Anaheim, Columbus. Like this, If there's any time to do it, it's Toronto. now. But the Sens are 2-0 in the Shane Pinta era this season. So the Sens win 4-1. We got to make sure the moms, we got to get them another week at the office because the Sens go 2-0-1 in front of their mothers on this trip. The Sens content team, I thought, has done a phenomenal job just being able to go uh, go kind of a behind-the-scenes look at what uh, what the moms have been up to, and I'm sure there's more to come with uh, Ross, with tonight's performance in the bag as well. Before you wrap it up, should we start a petition for brothers' trips, sisters' trips, aunt trips, uncle trips? Like, let's uh, let's keep the family vibes going here. So good. We've got lots to get to in the comments as well. We'll save some of these for Thursday's postcast. You know we vent or vibe after every single Ottawa Senators game, and it's a true litmus test, I think. Boston 6-0-3 in their last nine games. But Pilsy, you noticed that uh, they'll be on the second half of back-to-back. Yeah, the Ottawa Senators continue to see opponents on second half of back-to-back. So if there ever is an ideal time to play the Bruins, that would be it. You want to have them as tired as possible as that's a team with a lot of depth and a lot of talent. A podcaster trip could be coming soon. That's all that's all I'll say for now. And we're we're doing the home closer for sure. And we're doing the draft for sure. Yeah, let's do it. So we're we're gonna have some fun here as we are nearing one thousand episodes yeah. of Locked On Senators. And when we say one thousand episodes, that's just of the actual show. We have to be over one thousand episodes if we're talking about postcasts and oh, way over Ring and of honors and, and don't oh, I actually forget, can pull it up uh, here on Apple Podcasts. We're at twelve hundred and ten. 
62 Making Sense of the Sens episodes as well for the OGs listening back in the day on SoundCloud. So we've done a couple couple episodes in our day. I also wanted to see if anyone caught this. I uh, I have my other Sens toque here, and I just grabbed the other one. So it's the Sens hat trick, uh, as McNorth points out. I went with the first toque, the helmet, and now the other well, one here. I just grabbed whichever you. was closest to Lost me. on the ice hey. for you. Hey, <laughs> What do you do when you get eight in a row against a team? You throw, what do you throw? Le chapeau. Le chapeau or un chez show onto Ooh. the ice. The Ottawa Senators win in the Bell Center. Habs fans will strip over themselves finding excuses. But all you need to know is that while the sheriff came in, it was a lawless night in Montreal. 4-1 the final score. The Sens beat the Montreal Canadiens. Let's get some go, Sens, go in the chat for brandon pillar i'm ross levitan we will talk to you again on tomorrow's episode of the locked on senators podcast your team every day now as we love to do after wins let's take you out to some danger flutes we're a part of the locked on podcast network your team every day